Because if you don't, someone else will. Someone else will take care of all of your clients, all of your prospects, and your farm. That's how disruptable most of us are right now. So let's take a look at it. You ready? So here's the thing. Entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople. We all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question. And this show is dedicated to the answer. Now, I love to show this slide, but it's really just a setup for the next one. Our industry, specifically Inman News, loves a boogeyman. Yes or no, guys? They love the drama. I don't want to get into the drama. I want to get into what do we need to do? How do we solve this? So I would argue, and you might want to take a, a photo of this slide, that we have officially entered into the economy of Darwinism. It's economic Darwinism, which is what business is. My friends, it's not going to be the nicest person that survives. It's not going to be the hardest worker. It's going to be the person that is the most adaptive to change, to be the most relevant with consumers today. That's who's going to win. It's going to be the person that stops saying, I don't really like video. No one gives a shit. Look, okay, raise your hands in this room if you had at least one week this year that you didn't shoot a video. Raise your hands. Oh, look, all of you. Do me a favor on your next listing appointment. Go on the presentation, say to the seller for million two, no, three million in the Hollywood Hills. I know a lot of agents do videos of properties. I'm not really into videos. They make me feel uncomfortable. I'm just not good on camera. What would the seller say to you? They would say goodbye, right? It's economic Darwinism. Now we're gonna get heavy into video and your video of you and the Porsche was ridiculous. I need to show that by the way, that was awesome. But I want you to do me a favor and I want you to tell your buddy very quickly, what does this mean to you? When I say to you, business is economic Darwinism, what does that mean to you? Tell your buddy, like, how does that resonate for you? What does that make you think and feel? All of my elite coaching members and Team Plus members, raise your hands really high. Raise your hands really high, I love you all. I'm gonna remind you a conversation that my buddy Kyle whistles somewhere in the room. Kyle. Kyle and I had this conversation about, hey man, if you associate all this change with a positive way, the shift is a gift. This is the opportunity. This is when everyone else freaks out. This is when we take over. This is when we get better, right, Lydia? This is what we do in marketing. So I want you to consider, I share with my friends in February, the only people that should be worried about the market are those that don't have a strategy, a plan, or inconsistent with their marketing, not analyzing their business intelligence, aren't focused on conversion, don't have systems in place, and lack accountability. They should be fearful. They should be fearful. Now, I notice a lot of my clients are clapping, and my core clients are like, yeah, right, we get it. I want to stress to you, this is a $90 billion opportunity. In Europe, $140 billion opportunity. You don't think a bunch of smart people are gonna come after that and say, we want our taste, we want our peace. 
That's what's going on right now, guys. Now, some people would argue that it looks like this, right? It's the Night King. Winter is coming. The good news is we got that cute little Stark girl. She's going to kill them all. I think I just total spoiler alert for a whole bunch of you, by the way, if you haven't seen the show. So consider the following. You ready? I'd like you to spend 30 seconds and write down the answer to that question for you. Just spend 30 seconds. Your gut. How do you generate maximum results while strategically, Don, preparing for what's to come? How do I generate maximum results over the next 18 months? Like, this is usually when I call my wife and I say, Honey, the next 18 months, I'm going to be putting in more hours, more time, being more focused than I've ever been before, because I'm going to stockpile a ton of cash. So if the world goes on sale, we're going to create wealth. And I need to work a few more hours every day, because if I'm not building the other side of my business, when the market shifts, I'm in trouble. So I've got to do both. And I pinky promise with my wife, and we go all in. Make sense? So what are the two to three most important things you need to do? What's the conversation you've been having with your coach about this? So last year at the summit, hello, 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 hello. Last year at the summit, and I'm going to do this very quickly, I walked everybody through knowing what was going to come. You guys got to get, I'm not saying in, for my, my U.S. clients that we're going into 2007, 8, 9, 10. I'm saying we're going into October, November, December, January, February of last year. You with me? That if it just slows down a little bit, you get caught with your pants down. We do not want to be in that situation. I knew it was coming even last August because the sign was already there. When you're looking at the data that I'm looking at, the number of clients that we're serving, you, you just look at the math and say, shit's getting a little wonky. Our clients that haven't been marketing, prospecting, talking to their clients, doing their follow-up, they're going to get disrupted. And the ones that didn't save their money, Gary, are suddenly going to be in a little state of panic. You with me? So high level, write down with me very quickly the eight things I said to you guys last year. Just high level. The first thing I said to you was, your mother had you and two other little pigs and said, go into real estate. Which house did you build? Uh, three of you say brick house. But what we know is just last October, just last November, just December, we saw some people that said that they had built their real estate practice out of bricks and it suddenly looked like hay because the market shifted, the winds changed, and their business fell apart. And they were calling us, none of my listings are selling. We're like, did you not listen to the script from January? If the home's not selling, the price isn't compelling. Oh, that's right. I might want to say that to a few clients. Your home today, my friends, I would argue this. This was a fun visual example. It was a fun way to say to you, hey, this is your business. Build it out of bricks. Do it the right way. And I walk you through the eight, which I'm going to do in a second. But what I really want to say to you now, 
with the, I would argue, threat coming after your commission dollars, you need to build this. My visualization is that Steve, behind those walls, by the way, in the moat, there's alligators. So you think you're a swimmer? Jump on in. Charlie's hungry. That right now, my friends, thank you. Let me back up for a second. I'm your coach, right? Yes. Are you going to be selling homes in the next five years? Yes. Is there anybody in this section that's retiring in the next seven? Anybody? Okay, because if you're retiring in the next seven, don't worry about it. Smoke weed every day. Hang out. Sell a couple houses. Listen to Iron Butterfly. That's pretty hot. Anybody? Inagata DeVita? Oh, you definitely smoked weed. All right. But coming back to this, and I really want to be serious, the thing that, careful, dude, the thing that I'm super mindful of as we have built our business is we were building a castle. We were building something brick by brick over day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, that regardless of what goes on in the economy, we do well. My family is protected. Do you have a family? Do you have people that rely on you? How many of you are single? You can find a prospect here, I'm telling you. Oh, behave. By the way, where's, um, where's yeah. Carrie yeah, and Eric? <laughs> Carrie and Eric, where are you? Carrie and Eric, where are they? I'm going to punch those two in the face if they're not here. I just married them. They're busy. Yes, they're trying to get a baby. No, get this. Get this. I've heard people say. Yeah, well, I know. I was there. Five years ago, Carrie White, rock star agent, the agency, comes to the Tom Ferry Summit. She had just left the team that she was on, Jack Batone, my personal client. She walks up, sees this really handsome guy, Eric. Eric, what are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're all going to the House of Blues. She's like, oh. He's like, you should be my date at the House of Blues. They just met each other. That's a good close, by the way. You should be my date. She's like, yeah, I'd like to go. She goes over to my team. How do I go to the House of Blues? You have to sign up for coaching. She signed up for coaching just to go on the date. That's pretty badass. And two weeks ago in Santa Monica, California, Reverend Tom Ferry officiated their wedding. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Yes. So I would argue that Eric and Carrie have a different viewpoint now of their castle than they did when they were single. When I think about my children and the 192 employees of the Tom Ferry organization and the 170 coaches and our 7,000 clients around the world, all of you are in my castle. That's my viewpoint. And I would argue that if you're sitting inside this room, every single person in your database is inside your castle. And it is your responsibility not just to protect them, but to thrive with them. You with me on this? I'm not going all like biblical on you, but I am kind of feeling it. It's a biblical thing. It is your moral. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, 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 okay. I believe it's your responsibility because if you don't, someone else will. Someone else will take care of all of your clients, 
all of your prospects and your farm, that's how disruptable most of us are right now. So let's take a look at it. You ready? Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. High level real fast. Here's the eight things I asked you to do last year. Number one, I said to you, you've got to take responsibility and say, this is my business. It is not a hobby. I am not faking this. This is my obligation. This is my money. This is my life. This is my, excuse my French, fucking business. And it matters to me. And it takes care of my family and the people that I love by serving others. You with me on this? Do me a favor. Look at your buddy and say, this is my business. If you oh, yeah. One shot. You know what I'm saying, though, guys? How many of you know what I'm saying? Say I. Like, let me ask you this. What's your plan B? Where else are you going to go, work the schedule that you work, and have the income opportunity that you have? Show me that job. You with me? This is your business. Number two, you ready? I said to you, you got to stockpile cash. I specifically said to you, stop spending your money on dumb shit. You don't need a cup from Starbucks that says Anaheim on it. Don't buy the little Disney Mouseketeer bottle of water that's in your room at the Hilton. I literally looked at my team, I'm like, that is like a 7,000% markup. Like, that's just stupid. You with me? Tom Ferry bobblehead is stupid. <laughs> but they made 200 of them. I said, you just made 200 things that someone's going to kick in the head on Instagram and it's going to go viral. But check this out. What I was really saying to you is, cash is oxygen. That if you get stuck without cash, yesterday on Instagram, on my Instagram, does anybody follow me on Instagram? Have any of you asked me a question or seen the answers that I do on Instagram with all the Q and A's? Somebody asked me a couple days ago, hey, you said last year stockpile cash, my average sales price is $200,000, what do you recommend? I said, it doesn't matter what your average sales price is, I want you to have a minimum of six months cash reserved. Your business, your life, after taxes. Six months, I'd love for you to have nine months, I'd love for you to have three years. But then he said, the second part of it was, but how much money should I have ready to go for investing? And my response is, two to three times whatever you were gonna save initially should be your investment account. Like, right now, my friends, if I made you do an assignment on how much money you've earned in your career and how much money you have saved and invested right now, most of you would wanna throw up in your mouth. You with me? Now, I know, like me, we all had some great memories, and you went on some great vacations, and you have some cars and all that shit. I'm telling you right now, you need cash. You with me? Because the, when the world has a little hiccup, and all of a sudden, opportunities are everywhere, when are all the fortunes made, my friend? When are all the fortunes made? 
right? Now, some would say, because you bought low and then the market turns and the delta is huge. But that first buying low part is the key. Do me a favor. Turn to your buddy and say, stop buying dumb shit. All right, let's keep going. You ready? Okay. Read number three out loud. Read it out loud real fast. Say it out loud. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So, this afternoon, I'm going to reveal for the first time what we've learned from 238,000 recorded sessions inside of a loom. 658 million words between coaching client and coach. Hundreds of millions of data points and now two years of your MLS data all inputted into a loom and she's only 18 months old. You know that little software you use, we used to call it the hub? We changed the name because the hub was a made up name because we couldn't figure one out and we had to launch. That's a true story. Because you know what my mentor, Brian Tracy, said to me? If you get the idea and you don't have it perfect, throw the flagpole up and see what happens. Right? I think it worked out, but I'm getting ahead of myself. What if I told you that right now our top 30% of our clients, as of July 1, were at 44 transactions closed and just shy of $500,000 in commissions paid by July 1? Is that good? Hello, is that good? Phenomenal. Now, here's what's interesting. What if we also told you that that group was 19 conversations to a sale? They talked to 19 people and closed the deal. 19 people and closed the deal. What if I told you that the bottom third of our clients, they're sitting right now at like 86 conversations to a sale? Now, 86 is not bad if my average commission is $20,000. But 86 is bad if I only talk to 86 a month. Does that make sense? I'd be asking myself, A, how do I get to 16, 19, 22? And secondarily, how do I make 86 every single day? The business is math. Now, but Tom, my people skills are off the chart. My clients love me. Me too. And I am an artist just like you, and I express my art through data. You with me? I express my art through data because I don't want to wait and have to die before I become valuable. You with me on this? I want to make the money now. So if I know I got to talk to nine people a day to make a sale, what am I thinking? I'm thinking, how do I talk to 38 people a day? You with me? How do I have more conversations, go on more meetings, do the things that I know, and not buy into the bullshit story? I don't like making phone calls. <coughs> Fuck you. <coughs> Who cares? I'm sorry, but not really. You with me? You chose a contact sport business. And guess what? Hold on. Oh, and I appreciate it. But listen to me. My wife right now is dying. Sorry, honey. 
But here's the deal. Like, seri- this is how I talk to my personal clients. You didn't make your calls? Screw you. So you decided to have a deficit in income in 90 days? Because it's so analytical now. Do you guys know what I'm saying? You know, you make a bunch of calls, you book a bunch of appointments, some work, some don't, and it, you just, if you keep making the calls and you keep doing the work, the business just goes like this. But otherwise, you go like this. Rich, poor, rich, poor, rich, poor. Who's ever been there before? Say I. Okay, look at your buddy and say, that was all you. All right, come back to me. Now, the fourth thing I said to you is, the consumers expect to push a button and have magic happen. The consumer, and I'm going to talk to you guys about it tomorrow in positioning and certainly this afternoon, the consumer trusts Uber drivers more than real estate agents. That's not a good sign, my friends. And like some agents that don't sell houses are also Uber drivers, so maybe there's a crossover. There's definitely a connection. But my point to you is, in the world we live in today, and we're actually gonna talk about today and tomorrow, we're going through the industrialization of a real estate transaction. That what Henry Ford did for automobiles, what Amazon did for e-commerce, is happening in our space. So if your expertise was nurturing a single transaction in a file from contract to close, you're going to become obsolete. That work is gonna be done by a machine, by a robot, outsourced to somebody else, and done far better than any one of us inside this room. And then the question becomes, if that's your thing, what are you gonna do now? Think about it. Board packs, in New- are you in New York City or are you in LA? You're with Element, you're in Newport, okay. If you're in New York City, board packs need to be disrupted. All my New York City people in the house say I. Everybody in New York City knows what I'm saying. And that's going to be done. Just like about $2 billion that have been invested in our industry that are only focused on one thing, the transaction management piece. How do we make that so turnkey, so easy, that the agent hits a button and magic happens and the buyers and sellers are taken care of? Now, will we have to negotiate crazy people off the fence? Will we have to deal with the other agents? What do you guys think? Of course. But the transaction and the paperwork, done. What are you gonna do when that happens? Let's look at number five. I said to you, you gotta build the marketing Parthenon that you've got to have multiple pillars of lead generation. This was last year's conversation. I'm just reminding you. Let's look at number seven. We got to position ourselves as the agent of trust. I'm going to show you guys some data tomorrow that's going to excite you. Consumers' level of trust for real estate agents right now is arguably at an all-time low. Is that an opportunity for us, yes or no? That's an opportunity for us. We shouldn't be upset by it. We should do something about it. And we're gonna talk to you about all the strategies that you can implement to make that happen. Steve Kim, what you're doing on Instagram, I'm gonna show people today. And let's look at the next one. We gotta up our game on experience. Disneyland's across the street. 
Do we have any locals that have been to Disneyland like 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Raise your hands if you were at Disneyland 20 or 30 years ago. Do you guys remember the e-ticket ride? The e-ticket ride was the shit, right? Those were the best rides, the best experiences. You paid a little more money. You had to get the special ticket to get it. I would argue that today, the consumers want a better experience. They want to be surprised and delighted. They want the opposite of what the data tells us, which is most consumers would rather get a root canal than talk to an agent. I'm not kidding. This is consumer data. They also said most consumers, the assumption, Michael, about buying a house is it's going to be friction, conflict, upset, and anger most of the time. They go into the process thinking that with us. Can we disrupt that, yes or yes? Yes. And the last one I said to you, number eight, that a team will always outproduce an individual. That a team will always outproduce an individual. Raise your hands if you have a team or you're on a team in this room. Raise your hands really high. Really, really high. Look around the room, guys. Look around the room. You have a team or you're on a team. Now, I'm not knocking you, put your hands down, if you're a solo entrepreneur. I am arguing in the game of tug of war with the consumers and marketing and transaction management and quality control, these five will beat that individual. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? The challenge that most of you have in this room, how many of you are on a team, say I. Listen to me, your team's too small. Your team's too small. You have 15, I want you to have 100. Oh my God, Lydia, 100? Okay, you 200, because you think bigger. Dave, what you're building right now should be 10,000 agents across the country. You with me? Are you still doing the same thing we discussed a while ago? What we're seeing right now in the industry, my friends, is teams, as I said in 2014, are going to absolutely take over the industry, and they have. All you have to do is look at the Wall Street Journal Top 1000, the 500 that are on teams, the barrier of entry on transactions and volume is ginormous. When we started that 14 years ago, you could do $100 million a year and you'd be on the list. You're doing $100 million now, you don't even show up on the map. You're not even in consideration to be one of the top 500. Now it's 500 million, 800 million, 700 million. That's all team. So I wanna know from you, how did you do? This is the coaching side. Tell your buddy, how did you do on those eight? Or more importantly, where do you need to recommit? Share with your buddy very quickly, of those eight, where do you need to recommit? If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.